Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, folks. Welcome to Karate Without Belts. I'm John. I'm Jeremy. Welcome, welcome, folks. Uh, we are back and in black, even though we're, we're kind of a little afraid of the black vans coming to our houses. But, Jeremy, how are things with you? I'm just really, really busy. Had a series of setbacks with some injuries, but starting to get back to training again, so that's that's good, so... Good. Is high high or low? Higher or low was. Terms of the injuries. <laughs> Upper body or lower body? It was both. I <laughs> I well I was I was at one of my sites and I jacked up my arm moving a bunch of equipment. Cause I have to I, I grabbed a, a battery backup device that was 130 pounds and you're supposed to do it with something you're supposed to have two person i didn't have a second person messed up my elbow a little bit and then then had that hamstring issue for a couple weeks and that's just been slow and easy slow and easy slow and easy so it's way it is get over fart and get over it we gotta gotta put that on yeah put that on t-shirt hey that's words to live by i'll tell you what that's my motto. Fart and get over it. Indeed. Indeed. I've actually had a last like two weeks ago I had a pretty like just kind of like crater training week. This week, on the other hand, I think I've trained pretty much every day. Well, that's cool. Which was yeah, which is, you know, you definitely see a difference in yourself when mm-hmm. you can actually do that or can actually get get out doing that, which is really good. Yeah, we've uh, we were just talking about kind of recent uh seminarings both uh, in-person and virtual, which I think we're all looking forward to just the virtual seminars stopping altogether. Yeah. I know I certainly am. I'm, so. I'm ready for my life to come back, not my virtual life to stay in. So. Oh, yeah. I think I, I think that there's anything. Um, I, I, I hope less people listen to the podcast. If more people are like going to get out and you know go to a bar or just hang out or just vibe. Like, whatever yeah, just yeah. train yeah go out and train go punch somebody and have them punch you too <laughs> maybe you'll be friends afterwards <laughs> now we don't get down violence on karate without belts i'm just saying that if we find a training partner for them to have punch at you and for you to punch back at them please do not go out and take this as endorsement to go back out in the streets and start committing any sort of violence we do not condone that on this podcast and will not be held responsible for anybody listening to this podcast to take this podcast as some call to violence i mean speaking of that i mean we're, we're not <laughs> gonna get it. i mean no, no no i mean did you did you hear about the guy in uh God, where was it? I think it was Hawaii. The guy who was a UFC or, or MMA fighter. I don't know if he's UFC or not. But he got sucker punched. And he he died earlier today. I did not hear that. No. I I, I it was um. I, I I was reading the article. It was a couple hours ago. I was like, wow. I mean, I I was just shocked. I mean, the guy guy got sucker punched and in the and I guess he was training partners with uh, whoever the middleweight champion is. I, I can't even say the guy's name. I mean, no disrespect to the guy at all, but I mean, I, I can't say the guy's name. 
So Inex- inexplicable sadness. MMA fighter Falvakay dies in Auckland City attack. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, no, it was yeah. He was in because, yeah, this is New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, I went, sorry. One wine. Sorry, sorry. I hope we're saying his name right. Falvakay. Twenty-five. Yeah. Somebody passing away that young. Somebody passing away that young is just that is an absolute tragedy. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the guy was really promising too. I mean, I, I've never, I never really reviewed any of his fights or anything, but I mean, I just thought it was just really, really sad. Somebody went up and sucker punched the guy, and boom. You know, that's that's why I mean, like, that's why we work on defense. I mean for that type of stuff because it, we, we think because of sparring and stuff like that even anybody who's experienced with that that can still can clearly do damage to the point where it can be fatal yeah so even when you're talking about a, you know on a punch or a, I, I don't think it was just even the sucker punch i think it was just outright he, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it did read where somebody came up and sucker punched the guy like from behind and boom. Yeah, well, and that's that's a big thing too. Where it's, I think we'll maybe we can spotlight that another day. But yeah, you know, no, I given, mean, given a little more research, I, I the story is still really developing. But so, sorry, um, just, no, no, that's a, it's a perfectly valid thing to bring up on this podcast. And um, thank you for bringing that to our attention, Jeremy. Um, our hearts go out to this guy's family. That's absolutely absolutely and all people are close to him you know jeez yeah because it that's that's a jim's guy who yeah was, who was up to go and that was somebody's training partner um yeah. and friend it's tough yeah so anyway yeah well I mean, not, not, not to make light of it, but I mean, just... So, yeah, anyway. no. That's, uh... Well, let, let, let's let's shift gears a little, shall we, to, yes. to, to dovetail into something else. So, me and Jeremy were getting to talking uh, a little before uh, starting to record today, we were talking about uh, kind of differences between now training and and then training and this got into the discussion of what our images were of training and i think we can even though this might be something i don't want to say this is going to be another abstract episode not really because i feel this is this affects everyone because everyone's image of something is different it's actually one of the easiest easiest ways for me to communicate with people in japan because you know i live in japan an image is almost the exact same meaning. Um, what is your image of something? Is a very easy thing to say to people. I think what we're going to get into today um, is a little bit both of uh, coming from what we imagine as something, but also what our image was kind of created in our head from our experiences. How these two things kind of mesh together. Um, both based on the past and the present. So I think one thing I'd, I'd like to talk about starting out is uh, kind of the aesthetic image of, of karate itself goes into a lot of goes into a lot of uh, 
best way way we can talk about it is the 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 ideal of going into a place and and learning a new skill or getting this this new batch of knowledge that doesn't require necessarily having this you know outward physical skill i think that that's some that's a base a lot of people come at karate with in general and i think for a lot of us when we start we have that image um and then the boom whoever we go with completely shifts validates invalidates or uh otherwise takes that image and runs with it and i think that's something something is anybody who are re- who's representing karate needs to keep in mind is that we, we talk about when people have their image of something where in any way shape or form we interact with them we help shape that image um even this you know this little funny little program does that so it's always view a culture but then you're also interacting with the culture you can't view it from completely not interacting with it same thing with people you can't not change their image of something without interacting with them it's kind of you maybe give a f- flat baseline for this discussion yeah um, you know it it's interesting because when i first when i first started into this i mean it was very i mean it was before the internet it was before you know it's kind of hard to think anything's before the internet but i mean you really couldn't do a whole lot of research. You just went in places and just started talking to people, you know, and I, I, w- I was fortunate whenever I went in, I was, I was extremely ignorant, stupid about any of this. I was like, yeah, that'd be cool to do. You know, I saw it on a movie. That'd be pretty cool. You know, I mean, that's kind of how I, that was kind of my introduction, you know, John Claude, Steven, Steven Seagal, uh, you know, Chuck Norris, um, Jeff Speakman, you know, all those, all those guys, um, you know, Karate Kid, all that was kind of like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool to do. Um, and, and there was a lot of, I guess, I wouldn't say mysticism, but in a way there was, okay, what are you actually doing? What What is it that's actually going on? You know, now you've got, you know, YouTube lessons and Zoom lessons and Zoom seminars and whatever else. I mean, you can get knowledge from many different places very, very quickly, but may not be totally hands-on. Yeah, I think that's the biggest challenge in this generation right now, as opposed to when we started, was that you're you're ending up with a lot of people having almost a complete opposite experience that you're talking about. Because other mm-hmm. than other than like, I don't want to say big media, but like very general media that you don't in any way interact with. Um, other than just being a passive viewer and consumer, right? Yeah. Um, now we're in every way geared to consume and interact and interlope with this information, but it's almost f- like inappropriate input. Yeah, if that makes sense. It's it's like it's just either too much or 
skewed in this this this, this like one way and it only through a screen you know it's, there's a bigger and we talked about this with our um, keyboard warriors chat but you know it's huge difference between literally being in the presence of someone versus viewing what they have got to say on a screen wh- whether it's a video chat or just a video well not not like that but i mean when i first started I mean, video cameras were pretty expensive they weren't on your phone they weren't I mean, when i started the only cell phones were those big bag phones and stuff i mean not very many people had them so you had to experience a lot of this stuff today it's like oh well, i want to get a video of this i want to get a video of that without actually experiencing it yeah and and, and I, I think that's I think that's one of the big ways how things have changed. People look at it as if a video is your knowledge as opposed to the actual experience itself. It's like the the representation of the image is going to be different than the image itself. Whereas like having the picture, the picture is the thing rather than the thing itself. Yeah. So you're always looking at the, you're always looking at the sunset, but you're never experiencing it. Yeah, and, you see, and, you see the hit on the screen, which you never actually get hit. Yeah, you, you know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of like um, I was watching, I was watching some clips from uh, movie Goodwill Hunting. Not, not the whole thing, but, but there's a part when Robin Williams is sitting down there with uh, uh, Matt Damon, and he's talking about, he goes. You can probably tell me everything there is to know about the Sistine Chapel, but have you ever been in the Sistine Chapel to actually smell it? Can you have you ever done this? Have you ever experienced it? it it's the difference between experiential knowledge as opposed to just knowledge. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's what's going to be interesting because a lot of a lot of what we tend to do is like kind of. You know, last time we did a kind of talk back on stories and stuff. What I think is kind of interesting to kind of dreamcast a little about what the future of this is going to be like. Because we had our experiences with walking into places and having some like kind of general understanding from media, but ultimately, you know, walking into a place and experiencing it and, and just kind of feeling that difference. Now, with the generation coming up, with all of this information and stuff, what is their image of it? Like you're already going to have people who can walk in and just wiki everything, right? They can literally call out everything Mm -hmm. that you do. And a lot of people, how, how online you are almost gives people that like leg up on you. I mean, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I mean, in some ways, yeah, that's a leg up, but in some ways, it's also a weakness. How so? Because if you're spending that much time on online, you're not experiencing squat. True. And and you're not really truly getting it. Now, one other thing I've noticed with just just some classes that I've gone to lately, I, I don't think it's instructors' faults or anything like that, but I've noticed a lot of people who participate now, like when the instructor tells them to do something, the student will not just do it. It's more like, how many times do I have to do this? Like, I want to get by with a minimal amount of effort to do things as opposed to, 
go do this until I tell you otherwise. I mean, it's a, it's a different mindset. Well, I don't think that mindset's necessarily generational. I think that, that, but I think that mindset of just do the thing because people are, have their, are used to having their attention grabbed Mm -hmm. as opposed to just sit and do, Mm -hmm. right? For turn off the clock in your brain Mm -hmm. and just, because in reality, you know, how long is, would you ask anyone to really do something? You know, more than like 20 minutes, half an hour, maybe, right? Maybe you want to do it for longer to kind of just be a stress test on that. Um, or to until kind of, yeah, until or until, it, it. yeah. But I mean, it, th- that's where I, th- where I feel where people are getting, I don't want to say subconsciously programmed. I don't want to get into any, oh my yeah. God, the, we're getting into yeah. the, the, the internet's destroying our minds. Stop yeah. listening to this podcast. But, but it, it's just more, we're becoming wired to, to time, to time stuff out more that way. And so our images are, we're now even getting to the point where we're like, okay, I'm going to go to this class for X, Y, Z number of time. We're only going to do this for X, Y, Z number of time. And my image of karate, both from kind of how I absorbed it, my, I absorbed it a little different than you. I absorbed it kind of through anime. And I also absorbed it from the other aesthetics. What built in my head was just karate creates time. Yeah, you have that hour, but how you experience that hour is just much long. For me, is all was always much longer. It just felt like, and I'm just talking about a feeling. I'm just talking about something, you know, the way we don't really talk about this. The way karate can like make you feel is that the image in my head is just, oh, I can go do this thing, and then it creates that time. It makes that time for me all those other things just melt away or, or go away. And that's where I feel my aesthetic with it is and where my image of it was and kind of always will be in my head as th- even as time goes on. And kind of the image I, want, I try to fight for for people, like when I teach, just like, don't worry about it. We're going to be here for this amount of time. I'm guilty of, of worrying about time too, but I mean, there's a difference between having to be conscious of something and just kind of letting something happen. If that any of that makes sense. No, oh yeah, no, I mean, I remember... You know, I'd have, you know, I'd have my normal, back when I was training really, really hard, I would say, you know, I had my days where I'd have my class times about an hour and a half, you know, whatever. That was one thing. But then I'd have my days where I'd have six or seven hours. You know, I had to do a couple other things, but I'm, I would set time aside just to try to figure something out and do whatever it took to figure something out, at least, to, at least within a certain stage but i like what one of my friends has mentioned it as of today you know i mean as of recent i guess you have certain people that see it as a lifestyle a journey things like that you have some people that see it as a social activity just like going to the gym it's like the people that are going to the gym seem to be more prevalent than making a lifestyle or a journey today. Yeah, and I, I feel that goes into image because I feel that because the, it's the image that's portrayed to people, right? The yeah. gym image, like going to the gym, like that kind of image, 
is a much different feel. Like I'm going to I'm going karate Tuesdays and Thursdays. Going karate at sim from seven thirty to eight thirty on Tuesdays and Thursdays. No, I don't. I think on this face of it, I think anyone would just look at you and be like, yeah, it's at the gym Tuesdays and Thursdays from seven thirty to eight thirty. What's your problem? Yeah. But we view that as what? Like it's just kind of like yeah, it's what a soccer mom does. Why would like why? Why would we want that? That's not our that's not our karate life. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, when you're getting started, that's one thing. And I get yeah. it. You know, you're you're putting your foot in the pool, see if you want to jump in or not. I get it. Um, but it it does make it frustrating whenever somebody who is doing this for life or as a journey, however you want to call it, tries to teach somebody who is the oh I've got 30 minutes in in the gym, I, you know, just dump all your knowledge on me. It's just kind of like it. it because once they leave, they're not going to think about it again until they come back. I, and and, that's, and a that's a reality. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the reality. I mean, that's a frustration, but it's it's also you want that person to have the, your image, right? You want that person to – because what, what does image come from? It comes from curiosity. It comes True. from that, like, that, like, that desire to know, that desire to – because a lot of our, our knowledge comes from us projecting something, right? We project like this, oh, we want this. We think it's going to be this. We think it's going to be, it's predictive in a lot of ways. Um, and then once we kind of go on that journey, we create the journey before we go on it. Especially fr- from if you're that person who's teaching at that theoretical gym from like 7.30 to 8.30 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you, and you have that, that image in your head, but you can't portray that to other people. I think that's probably one of the most frustrating things. Well, I mean, one of the things I know, one of the people I've taught in the past, one of the things that they did was they would come up and they would say, I don't feel like I can really use this. And this person had been training five or six years. Hmm. I'm like, and they didn't like it whenever I mentioned, like, what are you doing? Is this like a social activity or is this, are you wanting to get better or you just don't care? And of course they're offended, but I, I don't care. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm trying to pour stuff to them and they're just like, you know, they don't care or it's not in their reality to care. And, and I really felt like that person really, there was failure on so many levels for that person because they had a very good grasp of the memory of all the stuff that was going on and they did, but they couldn't, they couldn't get intentional with it to make it work. If that well, makes sense. Yeah. And, and I feel, I feel that's also a, a matter of a person saw you as the person who's going to give that to them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that, and, and you can't give somebody martial arts. Like it's just impossible to do that. You And I think that, it's become then to create that aesthetic to get there to a degree. So it's like you create an environment where, you know, you can sh- you can show somebody this is this is X. You're at you're at probably at A right now or this is Z. You're at A right now. Here's ways to get to Z. You, you don't have to you know put everything out on front on the front door because that's you know, that's just too much um, at once. But getting to Z is going to take some time and you you have to put in you know X amount of effort. But I mean. And I, I think some people nowadays, because especially they see it in that social situation, rather than they see it as a journey or what I feel a lot of us started with is it's this mystery, right? Yeah. So 
in a weird way our attempts to demystify or decodify or or make something uh more palatable or accessible uh has done the thing that we all fear but in the way that we didn't really realize what it was doing is that it's not what it's not watering down the content of the art it's watering down people's experience and expectation if that makes sense oh yeah absolutely i mean i'd also say watering down the results too yeah because it, i mean I've, if you taught them everything you know or if you taught them like the stuff and they're doing a version of that then they're doing everything you said. Well, I, and I go back to what my basketball coach used to yell at us about. And he'd always say, how you practice is how you're going to play the game. How you train is how you're going to use it. If you train with intentionality of actually having some intentional intention behind it, then you're going to be able to use it in, in a case of danger. I mean, you're going to be more likely to be able to use it in the case of danger than if you, you just go through, just through the motions. No, 100%. And I, th- and I think that's, that also comes to like, but it goes back to image to a degree because you have that image of, uh, of you've got to train the way you fight. You got to fight the way you train. You got to, you know, you know, you, you've got up, you've got, you got to be ready for the intentionality of the situation. You've got that in your head in one way. Yeah. And those people who come to your class, you know, Bob, Jim, and Mary will all have <clears throat> different understandings of that. Or to be woke, uh, you say um, Akeem and and Ja Rule. Yeah. Sure, why not? Um, whatever. Why not? I mean, but, why not have them all in the same class? Whatever. You um, know, it, it, you know I, I think about another another experience and maybe i've shared this on here well never forget we're 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 going through this basic exercise and it's a timed exercise i know i've told you i don't know if you mentioned this on the podcast or not but so all all of us all instructors are in in the the training area and we're just standing there and stuff and and so we're going right down one one two you know see if we can make it within time and you know i'm watching all these people all these instructors i'm not i'm obviously not calling anybody out but at the time when we were doing this it was as if they were doing it like in a summer breeze next to a willow tree by a brook and everything is just fine i mean it was just like one two i mean it it, it, it was so, there was absolutely no energy into it. And what's interesting is none of these people had seen me do this exercise for time. So when it, when it was my turn, I'll, I'll never forget this because it was like, you know, they're asking me if I'm ready. I mean, I'm ready to just blow up. And I mean, I'm literally shaking because I'm ready to just go. As soon as they say go, you know, and everybody's just looking at me like, is he going to pass out? What What's going on? I mean, just, you know, I mean, they could tell I'm shaking and ready to go. And I mean, just went, 
just basically just all out intensity. And what's funny is when we're leaving, we're out in the parking lot. I had three of my fellow instructors come up to me and they're like, I've never been scared of somebody just doing a basic exercise. And they said, after that, I'm never jacking with you ever. And I, I, I was blown away. Their image of you changed forever. A little bit. Yeah. That kind of gets to the heart of it because you have people in their heads. They're doing it one way. And I think maybe in their heads, they thought, hey, I was I'm the I'm, I'm doing this right. I'm doing this the way it needs to be done. And then I see you and they're like, what? 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 <laughs> That's intentionality. That's his version of intentionality. That's not my image of intentionality. No. And I think that's where get people get uh, frustrated or even threatened to a degree because perception is reality to that re- to that regard. So it just breaks the reality completely. Sure. And where some people who are like more open to that and have a little more honest view, I don't say honest view of things because everyone's got a different view, but you know a more open view of you know to be changed and to to grow. When they get in, in, in rooted in what they think is, is correct or right, even when it comes to things like intentionality and they see something different, they get scared. They don't understand it. And then ultimately, I think this is this is where it gets into, I don't want to shift gears on you, but um, where it gets into people feeling something gets changed because they're Im- they have an image of something because they grew to be attached to that one thing. Like if you're doing a form a certain way or if you're training a certain way and they've done that forever in a day, you're suddenly now trying to change their image of it. Their world is now gone to a degree. <laughs> It's not to get over dramatic. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it it breaks the reality absolutely. Yeah. So, I guess I guess one thing we can spend this to is like, how do we? How would you in your head say, you know, the thing things change over time and people's image of things change. How do we best preserve the baseline of the image, or the baseline of what's in our head or what we feel is right, while also allowing that picture to change over time? You know, keeping what's good but allowing learning and growth to change what's there. Because I feel that that's probably the struggle a lot of people have. I, I don't know. For, for me, for me, I think it's more stay true to the principles that you know. Don't don't try. Keep, keep your principles to what you know. Always be willing to explore new things, but don't don't let it interfere with what you already what your experiences already are. If that makes sense, okay. add those explorations to your experience. Don't don't throw your experiences out the door. And I mean, maybe that sounds kind of simplistic, but as far as overall, I don't I don't think there's any real way to further it other than that. Yeah. Because it, and I, I think in some ways that kind of teachings going by the wayside. I, I really do. I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I think that it is. I, it's tough. It's not an easy thing to do because you, you get the, the group of people who will be willing to, to, to just shift the image up, and so the only constant is change. Well, one of that, you also have, you also have, you know, people's, as you mentioned, their reality, and their reality is some of them are, yeah, we'll do this, other other people's reality is I just want to do what's good enough to make me feel good. Yeah. And so that that's 
that's a tough nut to crack and it is well and and i think that's that might be another i might be really good for i don't want to say good for another time but that would be a good discussion in its own to say where do how do you get people to be uncomfortable without being without being unsafe you know there, there's the, the, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, if we want to go on a little bit more on that, I mean, you you got to be a little unsafe on it. To a degree, like to I mean, to to the degree where you're gonna make somebody feel un, uncomfortable. Like you're gonna you got you have to get into that that zone. Well, where where the image breaks, the reality changes, and then just. Well, for me, I I tend to lean on the side of just ticking people off. So I mean, I just sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I I agree. I I think you're right. It's just it's difficult to get to that point with people, but I think if you can make it in continuity, if that makes sense, if that you know, change is 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 congruent with what they know. Well, and I, I think there also has to be a level of trust. Right. There there has to be a level of trust. If there's not that trust, then yeah, all you're really gonna do is tick them off and let them run away. Ninety nine times out of a hundred. They're not going to come back and confront. They're going to run away. But if there is that level of trust, you'll build a much better relationship for your, you know, for your being able to teach that student. So. Yeah, and I feel that's the image we need to portray to, to our students or to re- really anybody is that they're like when when you try to to tell people, okay, you have this image of this thing. I don't really buy into some some parts of that, but there's some parts of that I think are really really important. Yeah. This is how I function. This is this is this is the image I'm creating, which can completely break mold mm-hmm. for a lot of people, and then make people feel uncomfortable and, and make them walk away. But I feel if you're committed to that, both from an aesthetic point of view and from a training point of view, then I think you'll be successful. But yeah. it, I, I know that sounds vague. Well, I, it, and it, I think the other thing is is there's got to be a level of patience and. It, Give yourself, give yourself leeway to to screw up. You, you're never. I mean, you're gonna learn more from your mistakes than you are from your successes. I guarantee you. Trust me, I've learned a lot from my screw ups. So it's, um, you know, and and it's interesting. I, I'm brought back to an old old saying that are. I think it's funny. I'm bringing up basketball stories now all of a sudden. But my old basketball coach, when we when we play, we get in a hurry and just go nuts. And, you know, he'd always tell us a story, and I'll, I'll clean it up a little bit. And and I I, th- I think it's worthwhile. And you got two bees, two bees, and an old bee and a young bee. They're, they're flying over this field of clover, and young bee is impatient tells the old bee, hey, let's just buzz down there and just, you know, pollinate some flowers and let's, you know, head back, you know, whatever. The old bee says, son, you got a lot to learn. We're going to take our time. We're going to pollinate it all. And so, therefore, you know, sometimes a little bit of wisdom would just, you just take your time, get get what there's, there is to get, and really get that journey and that experience and it's worthwhile overall so i feel the more we we kind of give that image we put that image out there i think the more people get it and even in this current generation where people are are, are, are getting more of their experiences from media are getting more of their experience digitally if we can encourage encourage that journey and encourage that i think we'll end up with a better result it won't be the same as what the 
past was. But and again, that's only our image of the past. True, true. I mean, in some ways, it may be better. I mean, but in some yeah. ways, I, I mean, in some ways, until you're able to experience that intentionality and that experience, it's not. It never will be. No. So. Cool. So, Jeremy, what other than uh, recover PTing both your both your elbow and your hamstring, what do you got on do- on uh, deck for uh, training? This week is basically getting my schedule back to where I can train, get back to setting up just a schedule of exactly what I'm going to be training on. So, you know, like, I think what I'm wanting kind of what I'm looking at is, okay, these exercises on these days, these kind of on these days, and really get more into more of a schedule now that I'm pretty much healed now. So elbow's still a little messed up, so I'll probably go a little light, but Barton can get over it. So Yeah, I, I think this week I'm going for trying to uh, – there's some uh, stuff from our friends and uh, different crony media stuff that – showed me a couple of things uh one like nahachi squat type deal that uh i want to i want to work a little bit more on and uh a couple other things with kobodo that i'm, I'm gonna experiment on and maybe throw up a couple of videos with but we'll see you know time and time and effort i'm assuming but cool cool cool, cool. anything else you want to say, say to the audience before we get out of here nope i think that's it it's all good cool well folks thanks for listening and don't forget to keep training
you just go through just through the motions. Seven times a day. <laughs> it's like 1984. 